each team is vulnerable in their own right. But Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, I don't think anybody can stop them at this point. Don't forget about Joe Mixon. The CJ Uzoma tight end guy came out of nowhere and was exploding. Welcome to episode 36 of Everything Sports with Aman Nadkarni and Evan Garber. And yes, he is now a co-host on this podcast. So it's Everything Sports with Aman Nadkarni and Evan Garber. Today, we're going to be reacting to the NBA All-Star starters and then NFL playoffs because every single divisional round game was absolutely insane. Evan, just for a brief moment, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I'm actually really shocked about the all-star, the all-star starters, obviously, but then also the playoffs. That was like, four insane games. Like they, they were must-watch TV for everyone. Oh yeah, for sure. So first, we're gonna talk about the NBA All-Star starters, and then move on to football. So without further ado, NBA All-Star starters, I guess. We'll start from the least controversial conference, in my opinion, which is the Eastern Conference. I don't know about you. So, we got Trey Young, DeMar DeRozan, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Joel Embiid. So, what do you think about those starters? I think those are honestly the five starters that I would have chosen. Uh, I don't think there's really any snubs there. And then, of course, but, I mean, KD has the... Captain, definitely interesting considering he's injured again. <laughs> so I think he won't play again. Um, but yeah, I think it's honestly surprising that he keeps getting captain over and over again despite his injuries. Yeah, like, I don't know if they'll keep him as captain. I personally think just because he's not playing, they can still give him, like, the all-star whatever, whatever time all-star he is. They can still count him as an all-star for this year, but I think they should replace... Uh, him as captain with, I guess, Giannis or something, the next leading yeah. vote getter in the East. But DeMar DeRozan, I was always high on the Bulls team since they got DeMar DeRozan. I feel like DeMar DeRozan was so overlooked in San Antonio. And now when he came to Chicago, for me, it's no secret. He's just exploding. He was a lock for All-Star, in my opinion. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, he's really keeping that Bulls team afloat right now. Um, they have a lot of injuries, but they're still uh, one of the best teams in the league, I think. For sure. They are 4-6 and six in their last 10, so they are struggling as of late. But, I mean, as a side note, Darius Garland, as someone who could be a reserve, clearly carrying that amazing Cleveland Cavaliers team with Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, Darius Garland, like I said, and Kevin Love coming off the bench is actually sort of reviving his career a little bit. What do you think? Yeah, I, I really didn't see that coming. Yeah. I thought right after Rubio went down and then um, obviously he still sexting out, I thought there was no way they, they were going to do this well still. But um, they've got really, really good growth out of young players, especially Jared Allen. He's been amazing this season. He might be an all-star as well. And then Kevin Love, yeah, like you said, 
he's been a lot better than he has before. It's pretty cool to see him finally getting back to his normal form. Yeah, like, same as you. The Cavaliers were doing well early in the season, but I feel like it was going to be like last season where through five games, the Magic and Cavs were the only undefeated teams in the league. I thought it was going to be like that. They would eventually fall off. But here we are, well past halfway through the season, and the Cavaliers are one and a half games behind first place. That is crazy. Wow. I never would have thought that this year. Yeah. So Darius Garland, I guess he should actually be a starter. Not yeah, starter, I mean, my, gotta, bad, my bad. A reserve. A reserve. Yeah, yeah. You got to choose someone from that team. And they're one, half, one and a half games behind in the East. That's pretty insane. Yeah, especially when no one at all chose him. So, yeah. I guess uh, I don't think Trey did. Young. <laughs> some people voted Darius Garland as a starter. Trey Young made it again. Two-time All-Star. Two-time All-Star. I thought that was three times. Anyways. But now, I guess Joel Embiid is putting up insane numbers as like a subtopic to Joel Embiid. What are the Sixers doing with Ben Simmons? Do not waste Joel Embiid's prime. Trade Ben Simmons for CJ McCollum. Give Joel Embiid a shooter. Not necessarily for CJ McCollum. Just trade for a good shooter. And then you're a contender right away. The Sixers are doing well because of Embiid, but I don't think they're a contender. Yeah, Ben Ben Simmons is not going to play for the Sixers. I think it's pretty obvious at this point. Yeah. He spent over half a season already. There's no way he's playing for the Sixers. Yep. So now, I guess we'll go to the West right away because obviously Kevin Durant, no surprise. Giannis, no surprise. East, I feel like you can go to each um, position in that starting lineup in the East. And there was no surprises. But we move on to the West. I'm just going to list them all. Stephen Curry, John Morant, Andrew Wiggins, LeBron James, and Nikola Jokic. So, and yes, guys, Andrew Wiggins as an all-star starter. Not just his first time all-star game. It's not like he's a reserve. He's an all-star starter, which is crazy. I was extremely shocked when I saw uh, that he was starting the game. I mean, he definitely deserves to be an all-star. Uh, not, I mean, sure, statistically, his numbers might not be up there to some players, but his impact on the court is amazing. Uh, yeah, his defense has definitely improved a whole lot. For the so, for the many fans that are at, caught off guard saying Devin Booker, Chris Paul, to your point, Wiggins might not put up all-star numbers, but if you see Warriors games, he's actually playing defense now. So... He is an all-round player. He's actually one of the best two-way players in the league this season, as weird as it is to say, because everyone was hating on Andrew Wiggins because he is the number one pick. But everyone who was saying Chris Paul, Devin Booker, got snubbed from the starting lineup and Wiggins should not be in there, you have to understand Wiggins is the front court or forward. But Devin Booker and Chris Paul are guards. 
You're not going to take away Stephen Curry and John Morant from the guards. Like, I don't know. You're just not going to do that. Yeah, I, I mean, like we talked about before, I think the NBA really, really, really needs to change the format of the All-Star game. It should definitely be a positionless game. Like, there's so many players like Devin Booker uh, who are sort of screwed because they're a guard. If he goes a forward, he could be a star. He probably would be a starter, actually. So the fact that he's a guard just doesn't make any sense. Uh, I feel like now you've got to put a pool of players and then just pick five of the top guys. Shouldn't be guards and forwards. I mean, even if it was, if you, even if we just take the top five le- leading vote getters, I'm pretty sure Wiggins would still be an all-star starter. Because he was right there behind LeBron and Jokic. Yeah, I mean, it definitely helped from the K-pop. <laughs> did you hear about that? Yeah, I did. How <laughs> I stopped laughing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kevin Durant reacting is so funny. He's like, last year I thought I picked the best team in All Star Game history, but we laid an egg when the game started. This year, if I'm the captain, it's going to be a lot better. I need to redeem myself. My GM skills are being questioned. Well, I feel like he messed up, and yes, it's the All Star Game. He chose his teammate Kyrie Irving, but Stephen Curry was there on the board. You saw what Steph did in the All-Star game. If Giannis wasn't going to win MVP, it sure was going to be Steph. Yeah, but I mean, it makes sense. He's a teammate. That's what they always do in the draft. They always choose their teammates first, and then they go to the rest of the players. But Steph, John Morant, John Morant, first-time All-Star. This guy is an MVP candidate for sure. He is playing amazing basketball for the Grizzlies. Third seed in the West, I believe. But John Morant, Nikola Jokic, LeBron James, Wiggins, Steph. No surprises apart from Wiggins in that regard. But we move on to the NFL playoffs because I can guarantee you a lot of us are shocked at the NFC and AFC championships we are going to be watching Sunday. What are your thoughts on each of the four games? So very briefly, what are your thoughts on the four games we watch Saturday and Sunday? Yeah, so we'll start off with the Bucks rams game. Uh, the, the Rams basically put it in the Buccaneers' hands to win. <laughs> but then they choked at the end. They couldn't, they couldn't guard Cooper Cup when literally the whole world knew it was going to Cooper Cup. And yeah, then Niners-Packers. I'll just cut in really quickly. I told this to my dad today when he was dropping me to school. I was like, I'm not surprised the Rams blew a 17-0 lead against the Niners if they literally just did that against the Buccaneers. But luckily, they still held on. But go ahead. Yeah, so the Niners-Packers game, uh, that, I mean, I did, personally didn't get, like, the full feel of the game because I actually knew before I actually watched the game because um, I was at a basketball game. But – it was just insane how they won. I did not think it was going to happen. I know, right? And then Bengals. we move on to – what was the other game? The Bengals. Oh, Titans. the Titans. Yeah. 
the Titans game. Uh, I honestly expected the Titans to lose. I didn't think they deserved the one seed, in my opinion. I mean, although Derrick Henry is a beast, uh, he's just coming off of an injury, and he didn't look the same. Uh, the offensive line wasn't very good in that game, so I'm not surprised they lost. I mean, to be fair to the Titans' defense, they sacked Joe Burrow nine times. Like, I feel like Ryan Tannehill, they paid him the bag. That was a questionable move. They got Julio Jones. I thought they were going to win 13, 14 games, but Julio Jones, man, he is falling off big time. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, even like you, uh, a lot of Titans fans, they're really bagging on Tannehill. Uh, it seemed like he really lost that game for them. I mean, you 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 sacked them seven times. You should be able to put enough put up enough points to beat them. Yeah, it was actually nine times on Joe Burrow. That's no, right, nine. <laughs> My bad. Still, it's really crazy. And now the Bills Chiefs game. What a game that was. <laughs> My goodness, that was absolutely insane. I can't believe <laughs> the ending. My goodness. Yeah, like it was back and forth. Gabriel Davis, four touchdown receptions. Like, my God. On a fourth and 13, he runs the most beautiful route I have seen all season. And then Josh Allen throws a dime. I thought the Bills were destined to go to the AFC Championship in Buffalo against the Cincinnati Bengals. But then, 13 seconds left, the best defense in the league could not stop the Chiefs from going 44 yards in 10 seconds, setting up a field goal to tie it, and then the eventual win in overtime. So Yeah, I honestly really, really didn't like that defense. All right. You know how explosive Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey are. So if you give them any space to catch the ball, they're going to run for 20, 30 more yards, probably. Exactly. Tyreek Hill burned that entire defense on his touchdown run at, at the end of the fourth. So, I mean, I guess the defense just got gassed at the end of the game. Like, if you see the mic'd up video on YouTube for them, the Bills, I think it was Gabriel Davis or whatever player that walked up to him, I literally said we're going to the championship game. You got four touchdowns and whatever like that. But, man, I know this is a Friday and it happened last Sunday, but I'm never going to forget that game because 13 seconds left. Even with three timeouts, I don't know how a quarterback or a team does that. I still don't know. Going against the best defense in the league, I do not know. Yeah, I personally I think this was the Bills' biggest chance to get a Super Bowl by far. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, the Eastern Conference is – or not the Eastern Conference, I want to say that. The AFC is just going to get better and better as time goes by, um, especially with the, the Bengals surprising everyone this year. They're just going to get better and better and better. So it'll be them and the Chiefs probably at the top for most of the time. Yeah, and in their division, actually, I mentioned this the last episode. 
The Patriots were nine and four and the best team in the AFC. And then they had their bye week and went one and three after their bye week. So once Mac Jones gets better, the Patriots might actually be on top of the league once again. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of an interesting case because a lot of their guys, they're just role players, really. Just Mac Jones and role players mostly. So it'll be interesting to see which guys they keep and then also um, how they draft. The draft is probably going to be really important for them because I don't think they're going to be able to keep every single guy they have. Yeah, like in free agency, they signed the two best tight ends. In free agency, they signed John Smith and Hunter Henry. But John Smith didn't play well in New England. I knew that was going to happen when they signed John Smith and Hunter Henry. But I feel like you have to get rid of one of them, probably John Smith. Just so you have a more consistent offense, Jonu Smith, I don't think the Patriots are a right fit for him at all. Yeah, and I also and I think that um, they should go out there and definitely make a splash at wide receiver. Um, there's no really star wide receivers on the team right now. So if you can get Mac Jones a really good target, uh, they're going to be a pretty good team next year. That is true. But not from that. So after all those four games, that sets us up with an NFC championship, Niners-Rams, Bengals-Chiefs, the Bengals at Kansas City, 12 p.m. Pacific time, and Niners-Rams at 3.30 Pacific time. Cannot wait for these games. Bengals-Chiefs, the Bengals just beat the Chiefs in the regu- at the end of the regular season, actually. But as we learned from the Bills-Chiefs game, with the top defenses in the league, the regular season is the regular season, but the playoffs are completely different by far. Yeah. I mean, uh, playoff Brady and playoff Mahomes, they're always built different. Right. <laughs> but the Chiefs, as I said at the start of the wild card round, I'm pretty sure. All these teams struggled at one point in the season. So each team is vulnerable in their own right. But Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, I don't think anybody can stop them at this point. Don't forget about Joe Mixon. The CJ Uzoma tight end guy came out of nowhere and just exploding. And then the Chiefs are the Chiefs. They had their early season struggles, but luckily they fixed it. The Rams actually dropped a few games, two of them to the Niners. The Niners had their losing streak, but then just won tons of games. So it's was a very open field this year. So I guess I'll voice my thoughts on the Chiefs-Bengals game. I don't know what to think because I don't want to keep overlooking the Bengals because I did that with the Raiders and I thought the Titans were for sure going to beat the Bengals, but then... I guess Ryan Tannehill sort of proved that. I don't want to overreact, but the Titans might need a better quarterback because you have Derrick Henry, the best running back in the league. And then you have Julio Jones, who might be declining, but if there's a good quarterback that can throw him deep balls, then I think he's going to prove everyone wrong. And then you have A.J. Brown. 
So you need a better quarterback who can throw the ball deep very well. But what do you think about this Bengals-Chiefs game, man? Because I don't know who to pick. I'll just go with the safe pick with the Chiefs. So the Chiefs are my pick on the AFC side as of now. What are your thoughts on the Bengals-Chiefs AFC championship? I think it's actually I think it's going to be a really, really good game. Uh, both offenses are going to come out firing. But I feel like it's going to be more of a defensive game than you might think. It probably won't be like the Bills-Chiefs game with each team getting 30, 30 points at least. Uh, I really, really want to pick the Bengals. I really want to see the story of them rebuilding basically in two years to get the Super Bowl. But I got to go with the Chiefs. The Chiefs are just way too good. Yeah, like at this point, Patrick Mahomes is a mini Aaron Rodgers, or I guess he's like Aaron Rodgers in the sense that you need the clock to – I feel like the three quarterbacks in the league where you absolutely need to bleed the clock all the way down to all zeros is Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, and Aaron Rodgers in no particular order. Those three quarterbacks, you need to make sure it's zeros because if there's timeouts and if there's at least 10 seconds, they're going to somehow get it in the field goal range. Somehow, some way. Yeah, I mean, we already saw that with Mahomes, obviously. And then we saw it with Aaron Rodgers and uh, I guess the Niners are in the regular season. But yeah, I totally agree. You can you cannot give Mahomes any time. You gotta run the the run running game is gonna be really important in this game. That's why I think it might be a lower scoring game than you people might think. Yeah, just the types of defensive coverages the Bills were playing that was wrong. But both of us picked the Chiefs. But now the Niners and the Rams. Obviously, teams change history, change the way game, the games are played. But the past three seasons, the Niners are 6-0 against the L.A. Rams. No matter their record, no matter their players, 6-0 against the Rams. The Rams had a 17-0 lead against them in Week 18 this season and then just let it slide like, the Cowboys could still be in the playoffs because I think the Saints would have made it if the Niners had lost. So the Rams, their 17-0 lead might come back to bite them more than they think because they might have thought that, oh, it's a regular season game. We clinched the division anyways. But now you have to beat the Niners to get to the Super Bowl. And Matthew Stafford coming from Detroit, Obviously, a huge upgrade over Jared Goff. There is so much pressure on a quarterback that I don't know if we've ever seen it, at least in the past decade, for this quarterback to have so much pressure. He is sort of delivering. His team almost fell short against the Buccaneers despite a 27-3 lead. But I think the Niners go 7-0. Like, we get the Niners-Chiefs rematch, and then I will hold off until a later episode to discuss my Super Bowl predictions, who's going to win that, the score, and everything like that. But Niners Chiefs Super Bowl rematch is my pick as of now. But we'll see. Crazier things happen, man. Seriously, crazier things happen. So what are your NFC Championship predictions? Yeah, I mean, I might be biased as a Niners fan, but I don't care. Niners are winning this game. Uh, 
I feel like it's going to – I feel like the Niners are going to come out firing right away with that um, stadium packed full of red. But then I think it's going to be actually a pretty defensive matchup. Um, both both defenses are going to um, – both defenses are finally going to lock, lock each other down. And I think that the Niners sneak out of victory, maybe in a last-second field goal or something. Yeah, like even though the defenses are amazing, like I said, regular season, the regular season, crazier things have happened. I threw out a score early in the evening with my brother and dad. 33-30, to 30, Niners win is my prediction. I think it's going to be an offensive game. I think Jimmy G is going to prove the doubters wrong. Like, I think the, he wins the Super Bowl. The Niners should at least let him play out his entire contract because he won the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do if, they, if Jimmy G wins the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I feel like they, they have no – they have to – Keep Jimmy G. At least until the Super Bowl, you you have no choice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this is definitely going to be an interesting offseason, especially with Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wills, and Devontae Adams, big names like that. See where Jimmy G goes if he stays or if he leaves or if he gets traded. But with that, this is the first time I'm Garber as a co-host with this podcast, so he's going to stick around for an. Till we stop making episodes, and that's not going to be anytime soon. Every Mondays and Fridays, one episode at the start of the week, obviously on Monday, and then at the end of the week on Friday. So twice a week. Don't forget about that new schedule. Have a great weekend, and we will see what happens in the NFC and AFC championships. So without further ado, have a great weekend.